Amen. You know, uh, Brother Jeba was just telling me, he said, I told him, you know, anytime I, I'm supposed to preach, it's always very little time left. <laughs> and he said to me, he gave me an advice, he said, make it short and sharp, like a bomb. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Let's thank God indeed for this time and ask him to speak to us, not the words of men or the words of a man, but his own word, powerful. That his word will come to us. Indeed, like a bomb, it will destroy every works of the enemy in our lives. And the fire of the Holy Spirit will refine us and make us sharper and ready for him. In the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. We look quickly in the scriptures, in the book of Daniel. In the book of Daniel chapter 11, the Bible gives us a vision that Daniel received, an eschatological vision of things that will happen. And history confirms to us that some of these things have already happened. But that's not really our message today. We see in history, over generations, in the regions of, you know, the, the, the Medo-Persia empires, you know, in Egypt, in Syria, and even in Palestine, including Jerusalem, there were so many kingdoms come after the other. Kingdoms took, took over from kingdoms. It was usually a time when men, and even like today, form alliances just to survive. Or to pray on the other. Amen? And over the years, a lot has happened. And one of the prophecies that, uh, the vis uh, visions that Daniel saw was that in Jerusalem, a king came up and invaded Jerusalem. The Bible says that history tells us that he went into the temple. And desecrated the temple, right? He, is, he, he offered a swine and sprinkled the blood. He, he, he committed such abomination in the land. And he, he went against the people of God. Amen? And a lot of people in verse 30, in Daniel 11, verse 29, say, at the time appointed, he shall return and come towards the south. But it shall not be as the former or as the latter. For the ships of Shittim shall come against him. In verse 31, it says, And arms, well, let me not jump too fast. It said, in verse 30, it says, For the ships of Shittim shall come against him. Therefore, he shall be grieved and return and have indignation against the holy covenant. So shall he do. He shall even return and have in intelligence with them that forsake the holy covenant. The Bible talks about intelligence here as cooperation. Some of the Jews faced with such difficult situations compromised their position. Some actually cooperated with him. And they forsook the holy covenant. As arms shall stand on his path, and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength, and shall take away the daily sacrifice, and, shall, and they shall place the abomination that maketh desolate. Verse 32, and such as do wickedly, 
against the covenant shall what? Shall be corrupt by flatteries. Amen? The Bible talks about people who compromised even under the face of such difficult situations. Amen? But the people, that's our message this day. The Bible says, but the people that do know their God, they shall be what? They shall be strong. Amen? But the people, even in the face of these difficulties, in the face of persecution, in the face of such attack from the enemy, the Bible says, but some people resisted him. Another translation says, some people stood up against him. They refused to compromise. And of course, they suffered for it. Yeah? And they that understand among the people shall instruct many, yet they shall fall by the sword, and by flame, by captivity, and by spoil, many days. Amen? But the Bible records that some of these people, they stood their ground because they do what? Because they do what? Because they know their God. Amen? Because they know their God. Praise the Lord. So our message today, actually, is just to take an example from these people. The challenges we face are not different. The Bible says, resist the devil and he will do what? So, for the devil to flee from you, you have to do what? You have to resist him. Amen? Otherwise, if you, like these ones, forsake the holy covenant, you will compromise and you will do what? You will just be... Not, you will not be different from the ones that were persecuted and died. Because the purpose of the enemy, even when you compromise with him, doesn't change. Compromise does not get you credit with the enemy. It simply exposes you to him. Amen? The Bible says, the thief, the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Amen? But when you stand and resist him, the Lord will stand with you. Amen? Praise the Lord. So what's the formula for victory from this experience of these people? The Bible says these people do what? They know their God. We need to recognize that the knowledge of God is not automatic. Not every man has the knowledge of God. God has made men to understand from the creations, from all the works that he has made, that there is a God. Amen? But that is just the beginning. The intimate knowledge and relationship with God has to be what? Has to be developed. It is not given in the book of Isaiah 59, quickly. Isaiah 59 verse 2, the scripture tells us, it says, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God. And your sins have hid his face from you. So sin actually creates a barrier between man and God. Man is not able to know God. Why? Because of iniquity. Iniquity keeps God away. Praise the Lord. In the book of Deuteronomy 31 verse 8,
This is one of the days where we have to learn and be able, if you like, to open the scriptures very quickly. In Book of thirty one, Jeremy thirty one, verse eight, the Bible says, And the Lord, he is it that do go before thee. He will be with thee and will not fail thee. He will not forsake thee, fear not, neither be as, as dismayed. And Moses wrote this law and delivered it unto the priests, the sons of Levi, which bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord, and also the elders of Israel. Verse 10 says, And Moses commanded them, saying, At the end of every seven years, in the solemnity of the year of release, in the Feast of Tabernacles, I'm looking for something before there, and the Bible says in verse 5, And the Lord shall give them up before your face, that ye may do unto them according unto all the commandments which I have commanded you. Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, be not afraid for, of them, for the Lord thy God, he is it that doth go with thee, he will not fail thee. No, for this was a covenant that God made with the people of Israel. Amen? These people did not know God of themselves. The people of Israel were not special because they of themselves decided to know God. But God simply did what? He chose them and he did what? And he revealed himself unto them. Praise the Lord. In Isaiah 45, verse 15, the Bible says, Verily thou art a God that does what? That does what? That hideth thyself. So we cannot find God as just ordinary men. Amen? He reveals himself unto us. Amen? But God has chosen some people to reveal himself unto them. Amen? Just like he chose Israel and made a covenant with them and revealed himself unto them, God has chosen us today. Amen? We are his people. Amen? The Bible says, He is the Lord that hided himself, O God of Israel, the Savior. Praise the Lord. So, men are ordinarily ignorant of God. There is no automatic knowledge of, the, of God. We have, to, we have to seek to know him. Even as he has given us opportunity to come unto him in Christ. The Bible says, when we come to Christ, he gives us his spirit. When we receive him, Jesus Christ says, when you receive me, I will do what? I and the Father will come unto you. Amen? And we will do what? We will manifest ourselves unto you. Amen? So we see that the knowledge of God is not an ordinary thing. We have to invest ourselves in seeking Him. Praise the Lord. That is the only way that we can know Him. In the book of Acts 17, in the book of Acts 17, 23, the Bible says, Paul was talking, he was, he, was, he was in Ephesus, and he visited the place, and he saw, even though despite all the religious activities going on, 
He saw a sign. Then Paul stood in the midst of the, of the mass hill in, and said, verse 22, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things ye are too what? Superstitious. What men ordinarily have is a sense of what? A sense of religion, a sense of superstition. And that's because the heart of man is actually desiring to know God. But many, many men don't know how to know him. Praise the Lord. He said, for as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription, to the what? To the unknown God. Amen? But God has called us today that we might do what? Might know him. And the Bible says, it's the people that know their God, they shall be what? They shall be strong and they shall do exploits. Praise the Lord. In the, in the book of Thessalonians, chapter 4, verse 5, the scripture tells us, 1 Thessalonians 4, verse It says, not in the lust of what? Even as the Gentiles, he was talking to these people who have already come to Christ. So he was making a distinction between these men, between these Thessalonians who have already come to Christ. They were Gentiles, right? They are still Gentiles. But he was making a distinction between them and the Gentiles. Amen? He said, not as the Gentiles which do not, which know not God. Praise the Lord. But you are not like that. God has called you to know him. Amen? God has deposited his spirit in you so that his spirit will reveal him unto you. Amen? Praise the Lord. But we know that growing in the knowledge of God is our daily lifestyle. Amen? That is what God has called us to say. But grow in grace. And what? And the knowledge of our Lord. Amen? The Bible says that they may know him, the only true God. And who? And Jesus whom he has sent. Praise the Lord. We have to learn to know him. Praise the Lord. And knowing him is not about coming to church. Knowing him is not about calling yourself a Christian and you perform all the religious practices. Knowing him has to be what? Personal. You are his person. You know, I overheard one of our one of our sisters talking, he said, you are my personal person. <laughs> I find that very interesting. You see, that's what God has called you to be. You are his personal person. You are one of his people. But when God has his people, we are all God's people here, amen? But each of us is individually his person, amen? In the book of Isaiah 43, we have read that scripture so many times in the course of the last few days. And I believe God is just emphasizing it in Isaiah 43, from verse 1. God was saying to Israel, He says, But now, thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by thy name. God has called each and every one of us here by our names. Amen. He's not just seeing you as the people. Amen? He's seeing you as the individual that you are. So we need to have that personal understanding of him. 
He said, you are mine. The church is a body of believers, but each, is an, is, is, each individual is, a, is an identified, distinct entity. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God knows your name personally. And that means in your relationship with him, you have to develop that personal, distinct, individual connection with him. Praise the Lord. That's what it means to know him. That's what he says, but they that know their God shall be strong. In the book of Romans 8, chapter 15, that's God has not given us the spirit of bondage again to fear, but he has put the spirit of the Son into our lives, that we can call him what? Abba, Father. You know, it's not many people you can call Father. <laughs> In fact, you can only call one person what? Father. And that's what that scripture is telling us. That God has given us the spirit that we can call him Father. One to one. In Galatians 4, 6 repeats it. It says the spirit in us is the spirit that can call God our Father. Galatians 4, verse 6. When Moses was being insulted by Aaron and Miriam, I'm just, if you like, jumping. But let's quickly look at Galatians 4, 6. Galatians 4, 6 says, And because ye are what? Because ye are sons. God has sent forth the spirit of what? His son into your hearts. The spirit that calls him father. Praise the Lord. In, in, the, in the experience of Moses, the Bible says, when Moses was being insulted by Aaron on the way, you know, really, you know, speaking ill against him. God said, why are you not afraid to talk evil against who? My servant. He said, why are you not afraid to talk evil against my servant, Moses? Praise the Lord. God, he said, I can talk to prophets. I can speak. I can reveal myself in visions. But with Moses, I speak one-on-one. I talk one-to-one with Moses. Mouth to mouth. Praise the Lord. And that is the meaning of knowing God. In other words, God was saying to Aaron and Miriam that I don't know you the same way. He was making that distinction concerning Moses. But he did not make the same distinction concerning why. Amen? Because Moses knew his God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Those who want to know their God, they have to know him as God. They have to know what God he is. Amen? I cannot have enough time to tell you about knowing him as God. But we have to know him as God from what? From experience. From personal experience. And that's why that connection will be real in your life. Amen? That's why when you are faced with persecution or challenges or issues of life, you can call him Father. You can call him one-on-one. You can go to him one-on-one and say, God, this is my situation. Amen? Praise the Lord. The other thing we need to know is that because we have a personal connection with him, the Bible says in Isaiah 42, he tells us things. Amen? You know, my son often comes to me sometimes to discuss, you know, private things. (laughs) Praise the Lord. 
he comes to me, he says, how about this? And we talk. It's, uh, it's very small, but he comes to connect with me. Praise the Lord. In the book of Isaiah 49, the Bible says, from verse 8, I am the Lord, that is my name. My glory will I, give, will I not give to another, neither my praise to grave. Behold the former things that have come to pass. And new things will I do what? Will I declare. Before they spring forth, before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Amen? You see, we have a one-on-one connection with God. Nothing that happens to us is a surprise to God. There is nothing that happens to you. I'm not talking of, let me not use us. There is nothing that happens to you as a person that is a surprise to God. God knows them. And the truth is that when we grow in our intimate knowledge of Him, in our personal experience of Him, He tells us things before they happen. Praise the Lord. He said, before they spring forth, I tell you of them. The Bible says He knows our thoughts from a distance. That thing, you see, you cannot talk to God and lie to Him. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Can you lie to God? Can you pretend that God does not know what is going on? He says, your thoughts from a distance, I know it. Praise the Lord. In Psalm 139 verse 2, he knows our thoughts. And he is God. He alone is God. He is the God that does as he pleases. In the book of Isaiah 46 verse 10, he says, remember from verse 9, remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do my pleasure. The Lord does as he pleases. Amen? Nobody can stop him from doing what he wants to do. And if he knows you personally and he knows everything about you, if I say the head on your head, he, on each individual, is numbered. Then, how much will he not do, give, freely give you all things? Amen? But you need to know him. You need to connect with him personally. You need to make that personal, direct contact with him. You have to know him as a God. I love the name that our brother gave his daughter. Chimamanda. That is my God cannot fail. Amen? The Bible says it is impossible for God to lie. It's not possible for him to fail. What it means is that what God has spoken, he will do it. Otherwise, it will be what? Otherwise, it will be a lie. And it is not possible for him to lie. So if if you know him one-on-one and he has spoken things to you, just be sure Assuredly, he will bring it to pass. Amen? They that know their God, they shall be strong. Amen? They shall do exploits. That is the secret of knowing him. We have to know that he's a God that does wondrous things. The kingdom of God is not just words. So many times we'll talk and talk and talk. We know and know and know. But we do not see results. It is because we need to move from just talk to faith. Amen? We need to move from talk to faith. We need to realize that, like a, the people who know him personally, 
we can then declare with confidence and assurance what he has spoken. Amen? Because what he has spoken cannot do what? Cannot fail. Praise the Lord. When we pray, we pray with assurance and confidence. We declare the things that he has spoken. We do not pray out of fear. We need to realize that the thing that the devil does in order to hinder us is to bring fear into our lives. Fear is the biggest instrument that the enemy uses. That's why all over the scriptures we hear, fear not, be courageous. Be strong and courageous. And do what? And fear not. Be strong and courageous and fear not. To Moses, in the book of Deuteronomy, he says, 31 verse, he says, Fear not, I am with thee. To Joshua, he said, I have called you to take these people into this new land. He says, Be strong and what? And courageous. And do what? And fear not. To David, in the book of First Chronicles, David even said to Solomon, Fear not. Amen? In the book of First Chronicles chapter 28, verse 20, the Bible says, And David said to Solomon his son, Be what? Be strong and of good courage and do it. Because God was calling Solomon to build a house, to build a temple for him. He said, and Moses, and, and David was encouraging his son. He said, be strong and of good courage and do it. Fear not, nor be dismayed. For the Lord, even thy God, will be with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee, until thou have finished the work for the service of the house of the Lord. Amen? Praise the Lord. And the prophet Isaiah said to the, to the fearful heart, in the book of Isaiah 35, he says to the fearful heart, what does he say to the fearful heart? And if you are here today, the enemy has been playing tricks on you. He has been putting fear of one failure or the other, of death, of, of calamity into your life. The Bible says, say to them that are of a fearful heart, be what? Be strong. Fear not, behold your God. Behold your God. He will come with vengeance. He will come with recompense. And will come and will do what? And will save you. Amen? Whatever is the fear that is going on in your heart, I want you to be sure today that the word of God is saying, fear not, I will do what? I will save thee. Amen? Praise the Lord. In the book of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, Paul says, be what? Be what? Be strong. Amen? Be strong in the Lord. And what? And in the power of what? Of his might. Praise the Lord. The Lord is strong and mighty. We only need to recognize that, know him personally, and know that he is God. He will fulfill what he has said. In the book of First Corinthians 6, 16 verse 13. Paul was writing to the church, the Corinthians church. He says, Watch ye, stand fast in faith, quit ye like men. Amen? Be men, and be what? Be strong. Amen? Quit ye like men, be strong. To achieve anything for God, to do exploits for God, we cannot do it out of fear. We have to do it like men. Amen? We have to do it with confidence. We have to do it with assurance. You see, with Moses and all the prophets and all the people, God was saying, I will do what? I will be 
with you. Amen? He said, I will do what? I will be with you. But do you know what God has told us today? I am in you. Amen? You see, we are in a position to do even greater exploits for God. Because He is in us. The Bible says, greater is He that is in us than the devil that is in the world. Amen? We only need to recognize that this is our God. This God is who? Is our God. Amen? This God is our God. And when fear comes, fear is the most singular, most potent instrument that the enemy uses to derail God's people. When fear, fear comes because the enemy draws something in your spirit, and when you allow it to take root, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. That's how, so Job says, that which I greatly feared. Can you imagine that Job feared calamity? Yet, Job was spending a lot of time praying for his children. But that prayer was a prayer out of fear. And no wonder it came to pass. You see, we know that God tried Job. But do you know that none of the calamities that happened to Job came from God himself? It was the devil that brought it to God. I said, what if I kill him? What if I kill his children? What if I do all this? And the devil had sown that seed already in the heart of Job. Praise the Lord. That is why all over the scriptures you hear, what? Fear not. And God is telling us today, fear not, I am in you. Amen? And the Bible says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And they that know their God, they shall be strong. They that know their God, they shall be strong. I want you, our time is gone, I want you to just open your mouth and talk to God. Say, God, grant me a deeper understanding of you. Grant me a deeper understanding of who you are. That I might understand your glory, that I might understand your power, that I might understand your purpose, that I might understand your counsel, the things that you have ordained to do in my life. The exploits that you have proposed for me to do, grant me, reveal them unto me. Let not the enemy cheat me of my blessings. I put away fear. Fear says, fear drives away faith. Fear says we cannot do it. Faith says our God is able. Our God is able. He delights in us. Joshua said, if the Lord delights in us, he is able to take us into this land. I said, God, I know you delight in me. Grant me an understanding of your purpose. Grant me a knowledge of your power, a knowledge of your purpose, a knowledge of your grace. That I will be a testimony all my life of those that know you and fear you and do exploits. So shall it be in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I release everyone standing before you this day, sitting before you, or stand here this afternoon from the spirit of fear. Bible says you have not given us again the spirit of bondage to fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. Say so you have delivered us from fear of death, fear of our life, fear of failure. We go forth in your, in your, in your, in your power to do exploits for you, O God. In every areas of our life, our families, our career, our jobs, our finances, our extended families, our children, that you will be God indeed. And your name and your name alone will be glorified. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. I want you to say the last one with assurance, with confidence.
with strength as they that know their God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Shall we just stand as we continue to thank the Lord for He has spoken to us today. So let's just spend a few minutes thanking the Lord for what He has spoken to us today. Brothers, sisters, let's just open our mouths and thank the Lord. He has said, fear not. So why should we fear? He has said, do you know your God? And today can we say, yes, we know our God. Let's say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Let's say, thank you, Lord, because God has been ever wanting to come close to us, to fellowship with us. And today he's reminded us that again. Can we ask ourselves, what is our relationship with God today? You are special to God. He has said this time and again, and he has told us that again. You are special to God. You are a chosen generation. Have you experienced God? And if you have experienced God, thank him for that. Thank him and say that we just say thank you, Lord, because in his presence in your life, your life is full and complete. Or look at your own life and ask yourself, have you compromised somewhere? Has some sin come in that has affected your walk with God? Are you hiding in God today or are you hiding from God? God's clearly told us that He wants you and me to be strong and mighty. God has told us that He wants you and me to be fearless. And God has told us today that He wants you and me to walk in faith. Let's just tell the Lord that that's what we will do. We will walk in faith. Father God, we thank you right now, Lord Father. We thank you, Father God, for the words which you have spoken. We thank you, Lord Father, for the word that you brought across to us, Lord Father. And Father God, we take your word. We shall be fearless, Lord. We shall fear nothing, Lord Father, because you are there with us. And Father God, we desire to move closer to you, Lord Father. We desire to walk with you, Lord Father. We desire to talk with you, Lord Father. Father God, if there is any sin that is preventing us from coming close to you, Lord Father, I pray, Lord, that you wash away that sin right now, Lord. Father God, I pray, Lord, that you bridge that gap that exists between us, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that even as we move closer to you, Lord, you will continue to bless us and build us up and make us the kind of people you want us to be, Lord. Father God, we commit ourselves into your hands, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that you have spoken to us so clearly this day, Lord. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for your servant whom you have used to stay, Father. And I pray, Lord, that your multiple portions of your anointing will continue to be poured upon him, Lord Father. That even as he shares his word to us in days to come, Lord, you will speak clearly to us through him, Lord Father. We thank you, we praise you. We pray, Lord, that your hand of blessing will be upon him and his family, Lord Father. And every task they set their minds to, Lord Father, you will help them accomplish it, Lord. Father, we commit each one of us into your hands, Lord. We thank you, Lord, Father, for the privilege we have had of meeting together as brothers and sisters in Christ. Father God, and we thank you, Lord, that in this land we have this privilege of coming together to glorify you, to praise you, to worship you, and to just sit at your feet, Lord, Father. Father God, let us always remember how beautiful you are, you are with us, Lord, Father.
And Father God, even as we move on from here to do the tasks that are set out for us in the week ahead, Lord Father, we pray, Lord, that your presence shall go ahead of us, Lord. You will guide us and lead us in everything that we say and we do, Lord Father. We commit ourselves into your hands, Lord Father. We thank you, we praise you, we bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us all, now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.